The views presented in this program are not meant to express the specific views of the Lafayette Bible Fellowship. You are listening to the Vigilance Radio Network. To culture insanity we're on episode number 10 landmark episode tonight um i don't know if anyone's tuning in yet but if you are thanks for joining. <laughs> episode episode number 10 yeah thank you thank you more more no um yeah so if you're tuning in thanks for thanks for being around um thanks for being here and um, feel free to you know interact and participate as as we start discussing. So, just uh, up front, I think Josh just posted it on our Facebook page. But just some things we're going to be talking about in case you, I don't know. There's no real spoiler topics. I would say. I don't think so. I didn't get around to posting it. I thought you were going to do it. Oh my bad. Well, or Jasmine, who's with us today. Yeah. Well, there Hello, you go. I'm here. No real spoilers, but some things we're going over tonight, in case you want to know up front. So we're going to be talking about Planned Parenthood and their dream of a Disney princess that is uh, trans or has had an abortion or, you know, any of these things. Um, So Planned Parenthood um, has wants and desires for the next Disney princess. Um, We're going to be talking about this upcoming movie um, starring, I'm going to butcher this, Chiwetel Ejiofor? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. He's a great actor. A great actor, but he's got a movie coming out in a couple of weeks, and it is based on a real-life um, pastor, evangelical, or Pentecostal pastor, rather, um, who, you know, switched his tune in terms of what it is that he believed and preached to his people. And then we're going to be talking about um, a little bit about this Passion sequel and what it faces. Um because there's a Passion of the Christ sequel in the works. And we're going to be talking about why people join cults. <laughs> and last but not least, um, why Gal Gadot is just so dang insensitive. Mm. Just kidding. I'm being facetious. But So yeah, there's a few things that we're going to be talking about right up front. Um, so yeah, again, if you're tuning in, thanks for being here. And we look forward to hearing um, your comments and corrections. Because <laughs> they always, they're always there. Um, so I guess first up the planned parenthood thing, we'll just come out the blocks out the gates swinging here. So this just, um, was a couple days ago or something, but planned parenthood had a tweet that has since been deleted pretty quickly, I think actually, but saying something along the line, here's what their tweet read. We need a Disney princess who's had an abortion. We need a Disney princess who's pro-choice. We need a Disney princess who's an undocumented immigrant. We need a Disney princess who's actually a union worker. And we need a Disney princess who's trans. So that's fun. Uh, that tweet was pretty quickly deleted. So it was actually posted by like Planned Parenthood, you know, Minneapolis chapter or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was some sister Twitter or whatever to the actual like full on Planned Parenthood, but endorsed by Planned Parenthood. Um, so the legit Planned Parenthood Twitter account, 
um, you know, spoke to it. It was quickly deleted, and they said, yes, we joined an ongoing Twitter conversation about the kinds of princesses people want to see in an attempt to make a point about the importance of telling stories that challenge stigma and championing stories that too often don't get told. But then this person, the CEO of Planned Parenthood, um, Melissa Reed or whatever, said, but upon reflection, we decided that the seriousness of the point we were trying to make was not appropriate for the subject matter or context, and so we removed the tweet. You think? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, but the point of conversation that we can spring off of for here is just how more and more social agendas and political agendas are just continuing to prey on young minds. And this is totally random, but I just thought of this. So I was watching... I was watching Ice Age, the first one, Mm -hmm. uh, like two days ago with Oliver, my son, and there's straight up like a gay rhino couple in it, and there's like a a salad tossing innuendo. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Look it up. It's like- We need to find this clip. It's just an innuendo. I'm going to find the clip. It's not totally on on the nose, but it's there. It's there, and they are definitely nice, nice Jasmine. They're definitely what? implied nothing. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely <laughs> implied gay rhinos from Ice Age. But yeah, more and more, um, yeah, these social and political agendas that are just aggressive, aggressively targeted toward young minds, and this is just more on that that point. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on that, Josh? My thoughts right now are that I'm looking up that clip. You should ask. That because. was a side clip. I'm, I'm trying sorry. to get it's, my internet to work. It's so, so. interesting. Um, <clears throat> what was the question again? Sorry. <laughs> Just thoughts. This on... is episode ten. We're getting we're getting lazy here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So like the homosexual agenda, for example, like. Oh, the, just how there's just how media is pushing, or not even media, but like. Um, what would that? Would you call it social justice warriors? What would you call it? I mean, Planned Parenthood Planned is social justice warriors. I don't know. Planned Parenthood is, is I, I don't know. It's been, it's been a thing, you know, since the inception of, of media to use media that way. For me, what's crazy about it is just how, just how brash, how brash it was. I mean, it was, it was so brash of these people. Did you, Jasmine, did you post that uh, article at all? I, um, it's loading. So. Oh, it's loading. They're okay. so brash that they were like, "Ooh, maybe it's too brash." <laughs> right, right, right. The, that big Planned Parenthood was like, "Ah, oh, that's that's maybe not such a good idea." I'm gonna find that article here. Um, but that's not that's not necessarily a new thing. But it's a sign of the times that you have. Uh, you well, in ha- Disney specifically, Disney's always had like weird subliminal. They have, but they've kind of stayed away from that though. Although I know that there was a big push for Elsa to have Elsa, a, yeah. a girlfriend. Yeah. And I and, yeah, and there's something. also there's also a thing about Elsa wearing pants in the new um Broadway um Frozen. Because women wear pants too or something? What I don't know. That? There's an article about it. I'll see if I can find that one too. Let's see. Planned Parenthood, what's what was it? Um Disney Princess? Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. We need a we need a Disney Princess who's had an abortion. I got it. Yeah, I article. can't type. I can't ta- type Planned Parenthood abortion because <laughs> that's pretty much what it's about. So yeah, the article I read was on USA Today. Planned Parenthood called for Disney princess who's had an abortion in a now deleted tweet. <laughs> that's where I found this article. Yeah, I found it. I'm gonna. I yeah, but it. Disney. Disney's. 
You got to it before me? Okay. It was it just loading. I got the next one. What was the other thing I was going to post? Ice Age. Ice Age. <laughs> no, not that one. I said I was going to post something else. Elsa Pants. Yes, nice. Elsa Pants. Yeah, but yeah, so Disney's always had those kinds of things, and they're sort of like under the surface, you know, type thing. Right. But like you're saying, it's so brash now, and it's so just in your face, and... Yeah, I don't know, and it's well, it's but that's that's not a Disney thing. That's a that's a Planned Parenthood thing trying to make that into a thing. You know what I mean? I, I know, but I'm just saying, like, kids' movies. I mean, Ice Age wasn't even Disney, but it's always been a thing. There's always been weird subliminal overtones and stuff like that in in children's movies. But like you said, nowadays it's just so in your face, and it's like. Like you said, it's a, like you said, it's a sign of times, and it's scary. <laughs> it's like, what do you do with that? Yeah, you stop, stop watching all those things because that's what's coming. I mean, I I don't think so. I think you have to have your eyes open. You have to be um, clear. The thing that you have to be clear minded. The the thing that we have to take into account. Oh, we just lost all of our viewers. Good. The bye. <laughs> The thing that that we have to take into account is is that this isn't a new thing, and this is a systematic attack on really any sort of ideology. You know, it's it's it takes it takes things and make it, it makes it completely subjective. Like what what realm? Like what makes Planned Parenthood? think that we need those things because they have an agenda it's not because it's more it's not because it's more entertaining mm. it's not necessarily because it's more realistic even it's because they have an agenda because they want to create a realism and it's really I, you know we didn't talk about it um we didn't talk about it in our setup for this but um it's really interesting to look at the stats for Roseanne. Mm, yeah. like have, I don't know if you guys have seen the stats for Roseanne, but they're kind of staggering. Yeah, they like blew away projections. You mean the re- return of Roseanne? So right. About? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, let's see. Roseanne, she's back. She's pro-Trump. No, that's not what I'm looking for. Uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> to that point, yeah. I mean, and everyone has an agenda, right? Even in our podcast, like, People that have talked to me, for example, like I've made it clear to them, like this podcast does have an agenda. Like it's not, we're not just talking flippantly, you know, we're talking through the filter of this, you know? Um, And so it's just, it's another agenda, but a, a, a false, a false narrative. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at the ratings for Roseanne, I mean, it's crazy. So to give you an idea Will and Grace. Okay, so Will and Grace was renewed by NBC and and, and uh, turned into a reboot, right? Um, so and that's going to be going till twenty twenty. So let's see. <clears throat> Will and Grace drew more than ten million viewers in its return episode in September. Okay, that's nothing to sneeze at for an old show. So Will and Grace drew more than ten million viewers, and Will and Grace is about basically a uh, a series of characters who are avant-garde in their thinking except for one Megan Mullally 
um, who plays sort of a more conservative, like, um, uh, um, upper, upper class person, but the rest of them are all sort of, you know, well, they're, they're in New York and, you know, they're being, um, countercultural mm-hmm. or cultural if you're in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, so that drew more than 10 million viewers, which is amazing. Okay. But with one day of delayed viewing factored in the audience for the Roseanne premiere was 21.9 million viewers. More than double. Right. And that was considered to be, that was, that was considered, the 10 million viewers was considered to be a huge success for a, for a, for a a reboot show. So the Roseanne thing, I mean, this is beyond huge success. The other thing is that its ratings viewers, its ratings was among adults under 50 and the rating went up 22% to a 6.2 rating. Basically, if you read through all of that, what you're hearing is that the people that actually watched Roseanne when it aired 20 years ago um, are not the people who are watching the reboot. Hmm. So not that those people aren't watching the reboot, but they're not the same people who are watching the reboot. It's a younger America that is resonating with these characters that are more conservative. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of talk of like... Um, <clears throat> Um, what is it? Home improvement, like being rebooted because it's like so. Is that Christian? Is that the new, the like what's on the horizon? Then is instead of you know a young cultural America, there's an a young America that's going back to that to the conservative side. Like, what does that mean? It's a culture war. It's a culture war. How do you you make sense of that then? Like, is there any conclusions that should be drawn or or theories? Or projections that should be drawn from that? Well, I mean, Hollywood's definitely drawing conclusions. You know? I mean, they, the, uh, ABC, which, by the way, is owned by the mouse. So, <laughs> like, owned by Disney. So, um, and Disney is, like, super pro um, counterculture. So, I'll post or, this article about Roseanne. I thought it was pro-culture. D- counterculture well, is speaking against culture, right? Well, counterculture is a term used specifically in regard to things that were generally oh, okay. culturally acceptable like in the 1950s. So, let's just call it postmodern. Let's just let's Disney just, is postmodern. Yeah, Disney is okay. highly postmodern, okay. super subjective in its yes. thought process and um it's very liberal. But of course they own Roseanne and so it's good for them because they're making money on both sides. Yeah, and I mean that it even the whole presidential election was that same way too, right? Right. It's like Hillary Clinton, she's she's for sure going to win. Right. Like all these experts that projected that and stuff. And, right. And then what happened? Like, oh, what the, you know, what the, and then all of a sudden Trump won. So why is that? Right. What does that mean for culture and for young America? Well, I think, so basically in my mind, what it means is that it's not summed up. What it means is that even though we have a narrative that's being pushed on us, that aggressively pushed, aggressively on, loudly pushed on, us. pushed on us. That's why it seems like maybe the dominating narrative, right? By Planned Parenthood and and others, um, that this is the way it actually is. The truth is, is that you have twenty one point nine viewers as a po- million viewers million. as opposed to ten million viewers. It's really interesting who, who are out there and you know looking for something more than that. They don't want to be told that that's their America or their agenda. They they want something more, and they're just the loudest. So it seems like it's the dominating. <laughs> yeah, and that's I mean thing. It's really interesting. Yeah, that's that's a pretty common thing in in history. Yeah, 
<clears throat> Planned Parenthood. Uh, I mean, any thoughts from you over there? Well, I was just reading, when I was reading the article, I always like to scroll towards the comments to see mm-hmm. what people think about. And, you know, there's all these comments like, why would you even think this would be good for a Disney princess? These are adult issues, not children's oh, issues. Oh, yeah, I saw right. that. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's... <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's. I mean, it's interesting sort of the... I don't know if you'd call it cultural appropriation, um, age appropriation, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's sort of built pushing in... pushing bigger things onto a younger audience. Right. Yeah. It's, it's making sort of... a younger audience shoulder things that they're not prepared to shoulder. It's built. It's built onto. It's built into the way that we do things and think about things now, um, especially with like media being so rampantly available. I think there is that sort of want of the geek like class for instance to make things like comic books about adults rather than about children and we can get into whether where they came from in reality and so on Mm. and so forth but um you know i mean that's why you have whole stations like uh, adult swim you know that are about that for adults so yeah aren't there like crazy statistics too for like parents who indulge that sort of thinking with their kids and like you know you can be whatever you want you know you you were born this way blah 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 blah, and then their kids grow up to be confused as hell and then they have like mental health problems and then like there's like suicide rate statistics for kids that grow up in that environment when they're just they're not taught basic truths and black and white the black and whites that you teach kids at a young age you know rather than just presenting all gray all the time from the time they were a baby to the time that whatever right i mean people are always going to be able to show um different statistics for different things depending on how they do their studies i think about like Mm. the kinsey study which is you know still quoted sort of colloquially by people about sexuality and how one in every 10 people is is homosexual Um, but like, it's easy to disprove the Kinsey study, you know, it was biased. Mm. Um, but with that said, I think when you get out of the realm of that particular practice of science and you start looking at, um, you know, like biology, for instance, what was the, it was at Portland state actually, where the people walked out at Portland state. What am I thinking of guys? I have no idea. Portland state. Um, walk out recently. Yeah, they. Uh, there it is. Leftist student walks out when speaker says it's James Demore at Portland State. Okay, James Demore at Portland State. Leftist students walk out when speaker says men and women are biologically different. Mm. So now we're not. T- we're talking about somebody. Um, and and the speaker. There's just one student that walked out. No, no, no. It was like, uh, like four or five students who like tried to cause. Um, who tried to cause uh, an uproar in this debate with James Damore. James Damore was the guy who worked at, was it Google? Oh, yeah, <clears throat> that got in trouble. Right. Because of his internal messages and stuff. Yeah, and you have these people who are on the panel who do not represent conservative um, agendas or Christianity, um, who are just saying, look, like there are facts to life. One of these facts is that men and women are biologically different. So let's let's go away from the uh, psychological fluidity 
for instance. It's funny how people already read into that statement as better or worse, too. Yeah. It's not – they're not right. you know, intrinsically connected or something, That, but there is difference. Right. You know? Yeah. I'll post I'll post a link right right now to um to that. You said you said they're biologically different. That must mean you hate women, you misogynist. Right, exactly. What? No, that's not what I said at all. I'm just saying that women have strengths are born a certain way and have different strengths and weaknesses and likewise with men. Right. Oh, I keep clicking the wrong link. Okay, comment. Here we go. Post <clears throat> that. There we go. Got the YouTube video of the whole um uh, panel. It's actually re- a really interesting panel. If you guys get, a but yeah, you were to saying so they're not even represent. You're they're not even representing the full the conservative view. They're just people, right? Well, let's see. I just posted. Where are you? I just posted a. It's not Disney. It's like a former Disney girl. I posted. Oh yeah, yeah, the actress. Right, and and she was she was just talking about how she had like a. Where is it? You find that article and post it, Jasmine. Yep, I have it right now. Okay, she'll Allison post it. Allison Stoner. Yeah, Allison Stoner. Star. So she was just talking about how she was like working through her sexuality, and how she came to the, she like tried to be straight, and then, uh, but she had this like sort of sexual awakening. Um, with with her dance teacher, who was who's a female, and she had this sort of sexual awakening, and she tried to be straight just to see. And then at the end of the article, she makes this statement. Let's see here. Let me see if I can find it so I can be um, specifically accurate here. It's at the very end of the article. She's from Step Up, by the way. That's a priceless movie. Um, <clears throat> okay, so at the end of the article, she says, "I, Allison." I'm attracted to men, women, and people who identify in other ways. I can love people of every gender identity and expression. It is the soul that captivates me. It is the love that we can build and the goodness that we can contribute to the world by supporting each other's best journeys. So, I mean, this is... Here we have not a specific identification with a specific idea, but rather a complete denial of any, any sort of any identification, idea. <laughs> which eventually, you know, which is funny because this position, um, this idea of the lack of the right to be cisgendered, the right to have a biological um, imperative when it comes to your sexuality, this idea that 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 shouldn't exist in culture is something that has been pushed aside and worked to be pushed aside both in, in the educational field and in the media as something which is closed minded. But it's funny because what that's eventually leading to is the idea that you can't actually identify as anything. So what happens when it becomes hateful for a homosexual to identify as homosexual? (laughs) Right? Because they are – now they are locking themselves into Mm -hmm. loving only one kind. Like this idea eats itself. Yeah, no, I saw – Gosh, well, we covered something (laughs) – Maybe a couple episodes ago, and yeah, I can't remember what the topic was, but there was like retweets of it and people commenting on this person's, I can't remember what it was, but it was that exact thing. It was like, how dare you as a, as a, this person and as me as a person in this community also, like, how dare you do this? Because 
it's just like it's, it's just like what you were saying like it eats itself and they turn on each other well we're seeing that right now with like katie perry and american idol oh, oh dude totally yeah. me and my brother were just talking about i think it was me and my brother maybe it was me and you i don't know i don't know probably you and your brother but yeah yeah we're seeing because she's like you know she's definitely out there and, you, and it's more and more it's like you better be careful what you say because that will be used against you and you will be eaten yeah, if so you take a position on anything, you, you be careful because the same the same group you're supporting, they'll they'll eat you up for the same thing because your indiscretions will be found out or you'll slip up, and it's like well, and you just you can't, can't live like that. You just can't live you like can't, it. You can't like you can't live as a sexual being and like Katy Perry, for instance, saying that you know these guys are cute or whatever. You can't live as a sexual being and then in the same vein, like not allow yourself to be sexual. Yeah. Like, she she didn't set herself up for success. <laughs> yeah, in her own worldview. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, moving on. We'll come back to that one. Um, I thought this was f- ridiculous, but so Gal Gadot, um, Wonder Woman, was recently commented after Stephen Hawking passed away. Recently commented on it, and she said something along the lines of like. You know, bless your something. You know, nice about about. Well, it, like you know, you're gonna like, be released or whatever. Like, yeah, it's, I'll, oh, f- I'll yeah. find the actual statement. From yeah, your... physical constraints. Yeah. Did you find the actual? You statement? were a genius. Now it. you finally get to be released from your physical. Rest constraints. in peace, Doctor Hawking's Hawking. Now you're free of any physical constraints. Your brilliance and wisdom will be cherished forever. Godot tweeted. Yeah, and then people jumped. I'll on post her... it. Then nice. people jumped Thanks. on her back. Because of that comment and how it was insensitive, and people called, called. She said, "Many called the actress insensitive and an ableist." I love it. What? <laughs> Just what? <laughs> Do we have a name like a a negative name for everything? Yes. 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 An ableist meaning what? Someone that who can function with all their limbs. That's an no, ableist. People who don't like people who are disabled. Right. It should be a disabledist, right? <laughs> I don't know. It's like racism, ableism. I don't know. Well, but it wouldn't be able. Maybe I don't even it's know that discriminatory. That, it's not disabled. It's like it should be like a matter, a matterist, materialist, right? Like because she's, I don't know, because she's talking about him being dead versus alive. A, 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 a phys, I don't know. Stephen Roshinsky's calling me. <laughs> Pick up. Is he tuning in? I don't know. Pick up. Tell him that he's on the, the air. Put it on speakerphone. And then ask what he thinks. Hey, what's up? Tell, tell hey, him he's on speakerphone. Uh, do you remember what mile mark we went to Um, I don't remember, but we're in the middle of recording a podcast, <laughs> and you just found yourself on the microphone. Hi, Steven. Hi. Okay. Hi, everybody. <laughs> no. Why? No. I don't remember. <laughs> like, th- It was 30-something or 300-something? I don't know. Uh, T- I think it was like 38, but I... I you should I you ask him what he thinks about Gal Gadot uh, and I'm Stephen Hawking. No. Ask him what he thinks about Gal Gadot and Stephen Hawking. Anyways, if you don't remember, that's cool. Bye, yeah. everybody. It was 30-something. Josh wants to know what you think about Gal Gadot and Stephen Hawking. I think Gal Gadot is super hot, and Stephen Hawking's really sad that he died. <laughs> Do you, She was called an ableist for saying that he should rest in peace, and now he can... And now he can be released from being in physical infirmity. I couldn't hear any of that. What? <sighs> All right. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.
Anyways, that was our good friend Stephen Roshinsky. <laughs> um, I don't even know where. Yeah, is since when? Like when? When did it become a bad thing to just express sincere care and concern for people, man? And this was like you said, it was just like our thing, an episode or two ago with Kevin Smith and Chris Pratt. <laughs> right. You know, and yeah. right, right, Chris Pratt. Right. You know, who has never met Kevin Smith like formally, just said something like. It was had it had to do with this heart attack he had or something and you know I'll be praying for you buddy blah 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 and people jumped on him right like dude and then Kevin Smith had to defend Chris Pratt against those people and it's like look man the guy was just you know showing love and showing you know compassion like why are we jumping on his back and why 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 are we calling Cal Cadot an ableist first of all it's, it's such a dumb word. It's yeah. such a dumb word. Yeah. As if she f- believes she's, you know, of a, of a higher class and superior to Stephen Hawking. Well, she is Jewish, so, you know, she's God's chosen people, and that's awesome. Well, there's that. I'm not being facetious or or uh, cynical when I'm saying, or critical when I'm saying that, just so anybody, everybody knows. I actually think that. Um, let's see. This is what Kevin Smith said about Chris Pratt. Or Chris Pratt said, Kevin, we don't know each other too good, but I've loved you since Clerks, and I'm praying my ass off for you because I believe in the healing power of prayer. That was a quote, by the way. Can you please pray with me, people? So this is what he said. Um, And then people just started being really mean. And this is what – then Kevin Smith had to say something for him. Let's see. Poor Chris Pratt, one of my favorite actors on the planet. Effing put up a nice tweet where he's just like, hey man, I don't know you that much, but I love Clerks and I'm praying for you. And apparently people were like, F your prayers and attacked him. (laughs) He continued, and number one, thanks to Chris Pratt, how sweet that was. Number two, please don't fight over stuff like that. It's a waste of time. Whether you're religious or not, someone's saying, I'll pray for you. It's good intentions. If you can have like a sworn atheist like Kevin Smith, who is snarky, you know, and saucy, yeah. like say that, like why, why is it news that Gal Gadot said something nice about Stephen Hawking? And she also pointed this. out why he was different. <laughs> it's true. That's and, why, because she pointed out that he was different. And also this, you know, in like not to be super whatever, but. Let's not pretend like those conditions are good. Right. They are a, a they're a battle for those people and they why are, why are we having such a hard time calling calling it like it is, you know? Like Well, I think because those people aren't of less value. They're just they have that struggle in their life and it is it's a physical constraint. That's literally what it is. I think that Stephen Hawking made some sort of comment about He's yeah, that. in the past. He's talked about how his his illness or disease, ALS, it's, yeah, it was yeah. condition, yeah. Um, how it's maybe helped him in some ways because this reason and that it reason forced him, and then he doesn't have to do things like lectures and yeah. things like that. I would say he's looking on the bright side of things. Yeah, like it is a physical constraint, and so if you want to call Gal Gadot an ableist because she believes it's a physical constraint, then I mean, so be it. Yeah, I don't think that that Stephen Hawking, though he recognized that there was some good, although I don't know on what grounds he has it. I don't know that he preferred good, but uh, yeah, I don't think that he would ever say um, this was really good for me. So you should try it too. <laughs> yeah, and who would? 
Right. What? Anyone that's being honest with themselves, who would? And yeah. Yeah, and, like, people... I have the article up here, I thought, but people, like... Oh, here's the one. Um, someone retweeted it. Some other dude. I think you're a fantastic gal, but this tweet is very ableist. His physical constraints didn't stop him from changing the world. Okay? She didn't say that. People with disabilities don't wish for death to be free of their challenges. We wish to be valued for what we can do, not pitied for what we can't. I don't know. I mean, talk about reading something into something that wasn't there. People with disabilities, and then he says we. So it sounds to me like somebody is um, biased. Like if Gal Gadot is ableist, then you're biased. That's what I would say. Yeah, then Mm. you're a disabledist. Disabledist. You have a prejudice against people that are... But not I feel disabled. like I feel like that term ableist is just not right, like like uh, grammatic or not grammatically, but like it's, yeah, it has mean. the wrong meaning. Gal, I'm chronically ill. Can't shower or even get myself out of bed. Lost 18 years thus far, but I ran a charity funding research for my illness, and advocate for change. All from my bed. Is my life not important? It's just again what? <laughs> right? Did she say that? Disablement is not shameful. Bigotry is. Oh my gosh. Ugh. Yes, bigotry is, and bigotry goes both this, ways, right? I'm telling you, th- ah, it's so exhausting for me to like witness these things. And it's like, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gal Gadot is like, first of all, she's like a Hollywood A-list actress who, <coughs> so far as I've seen, is like on the forefront of all these progressive ideals and stuff. But once again, like they turn on each other. <laughs> they just turn on each other. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I thought that was ridiculous. We're living in a time now where you can't even express um, just like care, like a caring sentiment. Yeah, whatever you would, just a nice sentiment based on yeah. Well, without getting something, so many different things read into it. Right. It's like, how dare you speak? Right. How dare you speak? How dare you express you know gratitude or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if I bet if you were to ask Gal Gadot, she would not even consider herself in the same human league as Stephen Hawking. She is Wonder Woman, though. Yeah, there's that. And a Jew. (laughs) So, anyways. Uh, Let's see. One more or game? One more or game? game. I'm nervous. All right. We got a new game, but before that, hit our favorite button, would you? Time to play the game. Time to play the game. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Did I not do that right? It, I was rocking out over here it, too. It, yeah, you were. I was like trying to get I was you. Like, yes. Hey, look over here. Enjoy it, the music. It plays that. out naturally because of the way I edited it. But um, but we have a new game, a new game today. This is gonna be fun. Sort of, sort of speaking of the PC aspect of things, right? Yeah. So our uh. game today is a version of Guess Who, and since there's three of us, it's gonna be like a three, a three-way, you know, battle here. So. For those of you that don't get no guess who, as I understand it, it's the game where you like put the card on your head and the person is trying to get you to guess the the card that's on your head or the picture that's on your head or what the the name that's on your head or whatever it is. Um, so that's the game we're gonna play, and with and the topic is movie slash TV characters who have been resurrected and brought back 
obviously in honor of Resurrection Sunday. Resurrection Sunday tomorrow. Bum, so yes. yes, once again, our podcast does have an agenda. Yes. <laughs> what? Um, so we have a three-way battle going on. So what happened was I found a few characters, Josh found a few characters, and Jasmine found a few characters. Okay. I passed mine to Josh. Josh passed his to Jasmine. Jasmine passed hers to me. So I'm going to be holding up on my head Jasmine's characters, and she's going to be giving me clues uh, to I'm guess them. Th- With that said, since we are so PC here on Culture uh, and Sandy, yes. we're not going to be using anything that would be deemed offensive. And um, I feel like there should some be some should be some sort of buzzer or shot caller on us if we say an, uh, an offensive word. So, for example, we can't use pronouns because pronouns, he and she, those are offensive. You can't explain why things are different. You can't That's rude. say yes. a black person or a white person or an Asian person because obviously that's offensive. You can't say, what did you say? You can't say why people are different because that's rude. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And if you say people are different, then you're saying that they are less. So that's rude. And that's, that's politically incorrect. So, <laughs> so we're going to try and speak <laughs> as generally as possible in describing these characters. So I guess why don't I hold mine up first, which means Jasmine is going to be giving me clues to guess whatever character she wrote and down. So what do I do in this time? You laugh at me, I guess. Okay. Wait. Yeah, you get to just observe. Uh. Okay. I guess I guess the competition is who can get it in the, the, the least amount of clues. Okay. Okay. Well... So and you're gonna look. You're gonna look. Which way do I hold it? Make sure to look into the the. Hold, make it's sure to you, hold it to that the, way. This way. The camera well, also, way. so the camera can see. Well, I, I wrote mine in pencil. Sorry, oh, yeah. guys. Don't look at the. <clears throat> hold it into the camera. So it's. I'm trying to guess the first don't name. Look at my it's not up on my screen. Oh, okay, okay. I'm trying yeah. to guess the first name. I don't remember what the first name is. Seriously, look at the camera. I can't. It's look, my internet is slow. I'm sorry. You suck. Oh, and I that remember. was politically incorrect. Why All right. You said you, or so, suck? first name on my head. Give me a clue. <sighs> this character has been resurrected from TV or movie. Clue. Yeah, it doesn't have to be one word or something. There's no way he's gonna get this. I know. Why did you give me an impossible one? I wasn't. I wasn't. Is it cause I will be honest. I wasn't sure how this game was supposed to work. I was supposed to pick out three people. That's all you told me. You're like, Please, no, no, exactly. No, I, f- I, no. <laughs> do I throw in the towel on the first one? Uh, let me look at it. There's literally no way I would get it. Okay. Let's, let's just go with the second one. The second one. All pick right. The best one of the, of the three. Just go with the second one. All right. So. Clues. I can't like I can describe things. Yeah, just Except be politically, for, like, politically correct. correct. So this is from a television program um, that was very popular for our group a couple years ago. Um, it features a lot of. Oh no! Don't this time me. This is for me. me, not you. This timer's for me. Oh good. Well, we're not ready for the timer yet, Josh. No. It's for you. It's for you. Okay. Um, well, it's got. It was originally on paper. Like they did the animations on paper, and it took a long time. Okay. And it's a character from that TV show who. Kenny McCormick. That You're was, correct. That was good. 
How many clues does that count as? I... South Park. I feel like you did a lot of clues. You talked about paper. You talked about it being a I show. I don't remember the show about. being popular in our group at I don't remember that either. Time. I've Maybe it was liked, just for me. I've always liked South Park. Maybe my, my All right. group. We're, we're losing viewers left and right here, guys. Are we really? You're welcome. Yeah. All right. Hold yours up, Josh. <laughs> Flip, it's upside down. There you go. Okay. All who, right. Who am I holding into? You? No. No, you. he's supposed to. He's Kay. supposed to do it. It's for you. Okay. 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 Oh, don't look. Okay. Yeah, I can't. I can't look. All right. This person. It's hard to understand this person. That's my first clue. That's it. Oh, okay. That's Can the first I see clue. that again? Okay. Keep going. Couldn't get it after the first clue. Hard to understand this person. Um, um, this person, they have kind of big eyes. That's a pretty. This also seems like Kenny. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Complete coincidence. Apparently, Jasmine and I. This have... is why I wanted to check beforehand. <laughs> All right. So. I think I, I won that one. Yeah, you did for sure. Okay. S I don't know how to hold things. Your first one. Okay. This this individual. I'm going with the I'm going with the uh, second one on that. Oh, okay. This individual helps another individual who they are not supposed to be helping. <laughs> Yes. Okay. More, please. Okay. They help another individual who they're not supposed to be helping. Why would they need help? Are you saying something about their... Are they... <laughs> are you being enabled? Their right potential? Now, they help another individual who needs helping to, to help a city which needs helping as well. I'm lost. I'm literally <laughs> lost. This person helps another individual who doesn't want help or doesn't who need needs help. help. Who needs help to help a city that needs helping as well. Mm. Are you talking about Jason Todd? No, I'm not talking about Jason Todd. But right universe. Would be good. Oh, right universe. Helps a person who needs help or yes. help city. So right universe. I'm getting closer. Right. Helps the person who needs helping help a city who needs help. That's a lot of cities. I just want to say this game sucks. I'm just this is our, like our, it did it worked better on paper. Okay. So um this individual wears a trench coat. This individual has facial hair. Alright, you're about to get buzzed. Yeah, I don't know. This you're in the right universe. That's good. This I'm... individual is is authorized to help the city, but even though Oh, is it Commissioner Gordon? It is Commissioner Yes! Gordon. Authorized to help the See, city. See, you can't say wears a trench coat, because how many superheroes wear a trench coat? It's kind of a cool thing to do. Okay. I don't actually know how many superheroes wear I a trench coat. I think it's a lot. Should we do one more? Uh, I don't know. It's, 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 <laughs> it's pretty a, rough. It, it fell flat. Rough. It's it a great flat. success so far. Well, two, <laughs> two of us both had Kenny McCormick. Right. Can I look at my card now? I don't know where you're... Oh, yeah, this one's No, yours. no, the one's in my hand. 
I want to see who's on. This episode 10 is going to go down in the history books as the greatest episode of Culture. <laughs> the best <Academy>. episode. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on then. Let's move on. That was Skeletor? a dud. Hey. Skeletor. Did you ever watch Masters of the Universe? No. Like He-Man. No. Okay. I'm a post-millennial. I had Jack Sparrow and Glenn from The Walking Dead for you. Nice. Um, anyways. Well... They can't all be winners, guys. That's true. They can't all be winners. We were trying to do something new and different for you because if you felt like trivia maybe played out, but... I still continue my winning streak, though. We actually have pretty good interaction when it comes to trivia, so maybe we just go, <laughs> stay in your lane! Stick with what works. That's stay right. in your lane. Um, okay, moving on. Where are we? Um, all right, here's a good one. Here's a good one. So in a couple weeks, there's going to be a movie coming out with Chewittle Ejiofor. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. Okay. I feel like I'm saying it wrong, but my mouth doesn't really want to say the name the right way. Um, but it's about it's a, it's about a guy, a real life person, who was a Pentecostal pastor who came to believe that there are no burning fires of hell waiting for the damned. So basically, he was known for preaching like um, heaven and hell and and that kind of thing, but. Because of some reason that I don't know, he completely switched tunes and then became well known for teaching that maybe those things don't exist and or why are we so concerned if those things exist and doesn't doesn't God's love save all people? Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, this is a good this is going to be a good transition into April's next cross examination panel. Shameless plug, not so shameless plug mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. about heaven and hell, but no shame about it. Yeah, there's a question of when is it okay to change the narrative of what your source material is. I would say when it comes to scripture, you better be careful. <laughs> Just, when it comes to scripture, I would say never. Yeah. Yeah, don't do that. Honestly, to change the narrative. Yeah, but, that's but, a that's a big red flag. But but let me be clear. I, I, when it comes to scripture, I would say never. But I I also feel the same way about pretty much everything. Like if that if the if the narrative that you have like encapsulated in history is this, then you shouldn't go back and um, retcon it. You know, you shouldn't go out back and, and retroactively change the continuity yeah. of, of so this like idea. the Nazis did bad things and then try to spin it like well maybe, that's kind of, that's maybe the Nazis didn't do bad things. Maybe they were just misunderstood. Right. Well, that's kind of that's kind of what's Maybe going Hitler. on. That's kind of what's going on with um is it Poland? Like, do you know, know the whole thing about Poland and the Nazis right now? No. Where they're trying to <clears throat> not teach it or something? The so Poland, Or no, think, not involve themselves. I think it's Poland. Um, right? right? I think Poland passed a law. Yeah, the Poland Holocaust law. What right. is that? Poland passed a law that basically said that if you say that Poland was involved in the Holocaust at all, you can be prosecuted by Poland and sent to jail. Possum, pos- prosecuted by the country. Right. And, and just so you know, Poland, I believe, is where Auschwitz was. Mm. So, fact yeah. check on that? I'm looking it up. But I will tell you that uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu called it an attempt to rewrite history. I'm posting that article. Uh, yeah, because it looks like it. Yeah, because a uh, Polish death camp. Southern is, Poland. They want that word not used. A country that was annexed by Germany at the beginning of World War Two. 
Right. You posted an article for it. Yes, I did. Oh, cool. It's the Time article. Cool. Okay, so say that again. They're, they're, pro- they're prosecuting people for if, if, that, if a person says that Poland was involved. involved with the Nazis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. This is, okay, this is how the Prime Minister of Poland put it. Um, a gang of professional thugs enters a two-family house. They kill the first family almost entirely. They kill the parents of the second, torturing the kids. They loot and raise the house. Could one, in good conscience, say that the second family is now guilty for the murder of the first? So what they're saying is that Poland no. was that family who was raided. Mm. And so now they're saying that we, we were taken over by the Nazis as well, so we're not guilty of those things. But, I mean, I don't know how it is for Auschwitz, but I went to Dachau, and I remember a whole thing at Dachau about how the town of Dachau was complicit in, in mm. that. And Eisenhower made them, um, he made them bury the bodies. Yeah. Because they that. knew what was going on. And yes, they were occupied as well, but they were complicit in those actions. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, don't get me wrong, that's a very jacked up situation to be in. Yep, terrible. But... At the end of the day, you have a choice you're, you're going to make, right? And you have to live by that choice. And so yeah. are you willing to live? Like, are you wanting to live, if, even if it means this? Or are you willing to die because then it would mean this about you? That's a tough, that's a tough um, place to be. But yeah, I mean, I mean if they were complicit, then complicit. It's a far cry from the narrative, like from what we're talking about with um, what are we talking about? The, pa- uh, the, <laughs> the, the pastor, the movie. Right, the pastor, yeah. I mean, he's trying to say that there is, that he, like, personally doesn't see, like, an evidence of hell. The problem is, is that the scripture talks about hell. Mm-hmm. And Jesus believed in hell. And his disciples clearly believed in hell. And the whole, the whole uh, sacrifice um, of Jesus on the cross was to save people from hell. So you can't remove hell from the narrative. There's a whole interesting thing going on going on right now with um, the Pope too. Yeah. Where like the Pope apparently, although it seems like it wasn't true, but the Pope was quoted as saying that there wasn't a hell that people just cease to exist, like the way that um, the Jehovah's Witnesses, I believe. I could be wrong on that. Don't quote me, but I think that the Jehovah's Witnesses. But believe. the Pope is saying that. The, the, so this is what was said, and now the Roman Catholic Church is pushing back, saying, wait a second, the Pope never said that. Your guy misinterpreted it. Um, it is interesting because this guy's tried to say this about the Pope before, but he never records his conversations. <laughs> and he's like 93 years old with an axe to grind. Oh, my gosh. He's an atheist. He's 93 years Holy old. Holy cow. And he constantly quotes the Pope as Honestly, like saying like things. my grandpa. So it's, it's just it's a, it sounds office, a little bit, yeah. It sounds, writing letters. It sounds a little bit off. Um and I, I believe the Catholic narrative over that. But yeah, like you can't just take and pick and choose. But this is what we're doing like as a society, right? This isn't – this is just taking what what has been with other things, um, like with the Planned Parenthood thing, like taking and picking what you want and making that fluid and yeah, now I mean, attributing I, that to I this. I was like, just thinking that. Like it's, it's more of what we're seeing. Like, I mean, heaven, hell, God, you know – as long as we love each other, right? You right. Know, and like, 
all that other stuff, I mean, does it matter, you know? I mean, never mind that the Bible says all these things about all these things. But. Right, right. Well, and you, there's a whole movement in Christianity called the Emergent Church that wrestles with the concept of heaven and hell. And, I mean, you can look up videos like uh, some of the videos by Rob Bell where he talks about hell and doesn't really talk about hell. Um, well, if you think about it, how... And I, I Googled it because I want to make sure that I had the right one in my mind. But how much is the power diminished in a statement like, for I'm convinced that neither death nor life, hmm. neither angels nor demons, nor neither the present nor the future, nor any powers of hell or whatever. Right. Like how much less powerful is that statement? And I'll post a link to the verse. Yeah. She's talking about Romans 8, 38 and 39. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I am. Yeah. Where he says that these things can't can't separate you from God's love. Let's see. I'm looking up Rob yeah, Bell if you, right now. If you take, separate you if you take, that if you take sense. that away, then you're completely diminishing all that Christ lived and died for. You're, you're, you're taking a lot of it away. And yeah, it's all over scripture. Romans talks about it. It's in Matthew talking about eternal life with the eternal punishment and eternal life. It's obviously in revelation, you know, more than once. Um, I think it's, I think Thessalonians talks about it or something, but yeah, it's all over scripture. And so how a pastor can pick and choose. I hate it. I hate it very much. Pick and choose what they want to believe and what they want to teach on a text that is as sacred as, as the scriptures are and as, as multiply attested as they are, like we've been talking about in our church, but I yeah, like I it. mean, the problem is that you've got, there's a difference between sacred and holy, right? Mm-hmm. Like sacred is the thing that we set apart um, for ourselves in our tradition, mm-hmm. you know? So like, um, I was going to say wearing all black, that's wow. that's sacred for me. Or um, eating spaghetti, that's sacred for me. That's my favorite food, you know? And we all have things that are sort of sacred practices to us. We get angry when those things aren't, you know, um, observed and so on and so forth. But holy, mm. holy is when we believe that that, that the sacredness of that practice is something that was given to us that we did not establish. It's set apart because it itself is other than us. And that scripture is no longer holy to people. It's just sacred. You know, it's, mm. it's that book that means something to my family, but it's not the book that came from God. It, it came from men and it's been translated so many times and blah, 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 blah from people that haven't like looked into it. But if you really look into it, if you look past the, let's call it the bestsellers list at Barnes and Noble <laughs> right. and you look past, you look past people um, who are unbelieving critical scholars and you look at the wealth of information, you know, going back to the first century, what you'll find is that the scripture narrative is the most attested historical document, you know? And there's a reason why Christians believe it to be holy and not sacred. But the problem here, where we have this guy that that Chewbacca... Let's just name the pastor's name. What's his name? <laughs> you have you have this guy, it's sound clip for which, by it. the way, that guy Chihuahua Iofor or whatever his name is, he's a great actor. He is good. He's a really good actor. 
Um, if you ever get the chance to watch him in Serenity, he's great in Serenity. But anyway, the the guy that he's playing, Carlton Pearson. There you go, Carlton Pearson. He stopped seeing the scripture as holy, if he ever did, and saw it as sacred. And at that point, when it became something that was no longer revelation from God, but was a revelation from man, it can be messed with. Yeah, when you stop seeing it as holy and authoritative. Yeah. And that's, I pull up this article on Time from Rob Bell. Um, let's see, who was... One of the guys that... In late 2007, Pastor Rob Bell's Mars Hills Bible Church... Um, put on an art exhibit about the search for peace in a broken world. And we scrolled down. A visitor to the exhibit had stuck a note next to the Gandhi quotation. And it says, reality check, he's in hell. And so this is what Bell says in his book. Really? He recalled thinking, Gandhi's in hell. He is. Do we have confirmation of this? Does somebody know this without a doubt? And that somebody decided to take on the responsibility of letting the rest of us know? So this is like how Rob Bell is thinking. And of course, there is... Uh, what we would call a logical fallacy here, right? Just because we can't prove something doesn't mean that it's not true. Just because I can't explain how something works, like this microphone that's in front of me, although I can't <laughs> explain it. But I can't imagine that I couldn't explain how this microphone worked and that I can't see what's inside of it. I can't see all the wires that are inside of it and so on and so forth, which I can't. Does that mean those wires aren't there? It's It's just really low philosophically. And that's that's what we have here. There is an agenda by there's an agenda by this pastor. What's his name again? Pearson? Bishop Carlton Pearson. Yeah. There's an agenda by this pastor who basically wants to change the message. And as I recall, he flipped his script after he got in trouble. Let me take a look at this. In trouble for what? He got in trouble for something. Um. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, I'll look it up. But Pentecostal Grace is what it what it was called. The director said about the movie and about him. <clears throat> Here's a man who prayed and contemplated and ultimately said, "I've changed what I believe." It takes tremendous courage to examine and revi revise your beliefs. This is a powerful story of a man stood up for what he believed even in the face of severe criticism. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and he's not a Christian. I mean, he's essentially a universalist. All paths lead to God. There is no hell. So, um, I'm not sure when that happened, though. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he didn't get in trouble. I was watching, I think, a 2020 interview on him. Um, Recently? Yeah, I'll have to look oh, that up. Was it connected to the coming movie or something? Or was it just random? Yeah, it was connected to it. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, I love 2020, by the way. Uh, let's see. What else do we got for today? Uh, oh, yeah. So <clears throat> this is relevant just because, again, it's it's um, Resurrection Sunday tomorrow, and yesterday was good. Yesterday was Friday, right? Yesterday yeah, was good, good Friday. Friday. So as per our tradition um, in our household, we watch The Passion. And um, for those of you that don't know, there is a sequel of The Passion in the Makes starring Jim Kazizis. Wow. Kajesus, <laughs> once again. Kavizel. Kavizel, um, directed by Mel Gibson. Um, so that's in the works. And there was an article that I posted while we were watching the movie last night that was just talking about how perhaps 
this movie has a lot up against it already because of the time we're in. Um, for example, like um, the mar that in the industry, the industry, the industry is sort of oversaturated with faith-based movies like that. Um, right. Like you have the God's Not Dead movies. And right. I think the third one just came out. I yeah, I just saw it. a preview for one when I went into the movies the other day. Um, and there's like a whole production company. It's either a production company. They had company. Kevin Sorbo. They had Kevin Hercules Sorbo in them. Okay. I'm going to find something on that. But yes. But ahead. yeah, there's either, even now there's either, a, it's either a production company or it's a whole streaming service that puts out content and movies. Right. Pure flicks. Pure flicks. Yeah. Um, um, about, you know, faith-based movies or whatever. Um, God-centric movies. And, um, yeah, so they were talking, like, maybe maybe the t- time and culture or whatever isn't isn't ripe for a movie, like, maybe when Passion came out. And, like, back then, Mel Gibson had, like, some pretty huge um, evangelical leaders, like, championing that movie. Like, he had Billy Graham even, um, you know, um, helping him push that movie and, like, Joel Osteen. Holstein or something like that and like whole whole blocks were rented out for like churches right. to go and like watch this movie because it was so it was so important at the time and I mean I I don't personally remember it because I was like 13 so you know I remember it very vividly that was like the last thing on my mind at that age unfortunately but um, I remember it was con what is that word con con Controversial. Controversial. Oh yeah, I remember it was controversial. I didn't. I didn't know why, um, and I remember it was a big deal. But like, would a movie like that be as impactful nowadays? What do you think? If it was directed by Mel Gibson, yes. Well, Mel Gibson's a good director. That's the thing. I <laughs> like watching The Passion last night. It's like, it's just beautiful. And I remember thinking about. Um, even just like the the opening scene of the passion filmed in all blue and like he used the super high speed cameras in order to like feign it moving slow mm. um in order to film it i'm really nerdy about these things <laughs> um it was, it's just really it's just really beautiful and he's just a really good director um what's the apocalypto that movie's intense beautiful also so i think is that I mean, what it is? It just it just these kind of movies just need a filmmaker who's actually great. Yeah, and they need a cast that's great. I mean, it's not the content of it that is terrible. It's not like Cecil B. DeMille's The Ten Commandments was a terrible movie for its time. It was a great movie. The issue is is that once evangelical Christianity got a hold mm. of the of the television like media spectrum with like the crystal cathedral and all of these different things and TBN and Pat Robertson and the 700 club. And, you know, people started, um, Christians, um, Christians started trying to become filmmakers as opposed to filmmakers who happen to be Christians making movies, making great movies. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing with Mel Gibson's, you know, the passion is that Mel Gibson was a, or is a professing believer. Um, that's, I'm just going to go there and try to be safe with You're that. You're being nice with that? I'm being nice with that. He's a professing believer who wanted to make a film that he said would be good for the soul. And so that's what we got. Yeah, no, it's interesting. 
I just watched that other that one that just came out. Paul. Right. Which of Christ. Caviezel's also in. Yeah. So it tells you something about Jim Caviezel. I've never actually read anything like about his beliefs or anything, have you? Yeah. Did he you? actually there's actually like YouTube um videos where he talks about his experience um in filming the passion, like how that affected him as a person. Did he go into it one way and came out another way or something? Um he went into it not as strong. Mm. We'll put it that way. I think he had like a certain belief. Um I can't remember the fullness, but he has, you know, what we in Christianity would call a testimony. Yeah. And um yeah, it's really interesting to watch. Apparently he was struck by lightning twice. I wonder is that actually a thing or is that sure. one of those things that happened but it's it's been blown way out of proportion? No, he was, I was thinking about that last night. No, I mean, well, you think about like the cross um and like like where they were filming the, it's prone to those types of storms and then you're like standing there and you're mic'd and all these various mm. things and and so they're standing like on top of a hill. I think he was struck on the cross once and then he was also yeah. struck when he was um, doing the scene for um, the Beatitudes where he's like teaching like blessed or whatever, you know. Struck by lightning. Strightly, and not just him, but the assistant director or something was also struck by lightning twice. His, um, let's see, he was whipped twice, like full on whipped. Do you read anything into these things? No. Just, they're just interesting. I mean, he reads those. Th- no, I don't read anything. He reads them. into them. He reads into them as being, um, uh, like, like just sort of like uh, pushbacks, like they were doing something important. Hmm. Um, but like, there, like, there's a scene where he's like blue, essentially, like he's got this like blue tinge to him, which was, uh, which is like, um, which was common for people asphyxiating like on the cross, that's because he was actually asphyxiating. What the? <laughs> he was actually suffocating because of the, the position, way he was, because of there? the position that he was in. What the? And so he, he was actually like in, in that. And like I said, Damn. he had whip marks on his back and he still bears the scars of the Respect. whips. Um, the scene that's where, crazy. <coughs> excuse me. The scene where you see his hand and it sort of goes like this when he, yeah. um, when he gets whipped and like, he like, um, uh, it scrapes against the the thing. That was when he actually got whipped, Holy and cow. they kept it in the movie. There's like a there's a bunch of things. Yeah, there's a bunch of things that he talks about. Um, yeah, and then yeah. you were saying the guy that <clears throat> you were telling me last night, the guy that plays Judas. It's Judas, right? Right. He went into it like an atheist, and he came out a believer, right, or something. Yeah. No, what was I saying? Paul, the Apostle of Christ. We started talking about Jim Caviezel. I don't remember what I was saying. Yeah, I mean, I think it was having to do with great filmmakers that are wanting to tell those stories rather than Christian filmmakers who yeah aren't as good wanting to tell those stories. But yeah, that movie, I mean, it was fine. It was simple, I would say. And I was telling Josh that it, that Paul movie, it, was, it sort of like treated the audience like um dumb in a way and yeah there was not a lot of you know one of the things i was saying to Brittany about it was so one of the reasons why passion is such a powerful movie is because you like we were talking about last night you see the you see the links at which christ was willing to go and be like physically you know 
beaten and, and all these things and tormented. Which, again, are worse than what the passion depicts. Than the movie depicts, right. Right. Yeah. Um, I was telling Brittany, though, during that Paul movie that, like, it it could have been more powerful in in that sense like not that i want to see those things in a movie you know right. but Looking to see the times like yeah they were they lit these people on fire to light the streets of their city like yeah there there was a film in there that could have been more powerful right if they were willing to go all the way right like mel gibson did and yeah and I don't know that I'd call it unfortunate, but like I, like I said, like there there was a version of that movie that that, that could have been really perhaps a profound a missed, missed opportunity a missed opportunity, but instead it was just sort of simple and easy to digest kind of movie, you know, yeah. for the audience. And so, yeah, I always get excited for movies, you know, God centric movies or faith based movies, but they usually let me down. I'd say. I think the last good one that I saw was the case for case. For I didn't Christ even see that case one. For faith or yeah. whatever. The it one that's though. the Lee Strobel movie. Yeah, I never got to see that. It was okay. Was you know? it? I mean, obviously, it's it's more of a biopic mm-hmm. than anything, but it was okay. It was okay. Then they just come out. Oh, there was a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my boss was talking to me about it. My boss's boss about some song. It was called You Can Only Imagine or something. Right. That he country was song, talking right? it up. He was like, it was great. My wife was yeah, sobbing. Yeah, it's making blah, money. Blah, blah. So, I don't know. Maybe when it comes to digital, I'll watch it. But Right. Yeah, anyways. I Can Only Imagine. I Can Only Imagine. So it's, that's the name of the song. Uh, yeah, by a band called Mercy Me. Yeah, never heard of them. My boss was talking it up. But yeah, I don't know. Do we get any interaction this week? Nope, we got nothing, and it seems like maybe we alienated our audience several times over. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> no, not not really. But uh, I posted a link to it, by the way. But yeah, we got two people that are on there right now. I think maybe we had three or four, four at most. Four at most. Well, I can verify. Four at most. But that's okay because. We will be back in two weeks, and that's one of our one of the things that we uh, are working on right now. We have Jasmine on because it's our tenth episode, and Jasmine is the station manager now for the VRN, yes, I the am. director, or right. station manager. What's her title? Station, station manager. manager. I'm the station manager. Right. Station manager. Super official. And so she has a, a vision for how culture insanity is going to work, which is which is a that it is on a consistent <laughs> schedule. That's a big one. Yep. And b that there's a lot of interaction and posting in the comments and such right which we've already started to do and then see better games we'll work on we'll work on finding that wasn't part of my vision but we'll work on finding a game that you know that works it sounded like a good idea it sounded like a good idea on paper it just the execution we had good laughs about it even yes the politically correct guess who game right (laughs) hey you think every snl sketch lands no they pitch it to lauren michaels and lauren michaels says yeah, that could be funny. And then you watch it and you're like, that sketch was lame. We are men. Yes. Full grown men. <laughs> and we teach children lessons. So, there it is. Next episode uh, will work to be funnier and better in terms of the game. But anyways, I guess that'll wrap it up for tonight's episode. So if you're interested in today's topics, um, you can go ahead and check us out on Culture Insanity WordPress. Check out our Facebook and Twitter. We're trying to be pretty good at having a good presence there. That's part of our new reformat, I would say. Um, so look for polls. Josh is 
personally a big fan of polls. So I always, love polls. He always throws polls out there. On uh, Truth Time with Pastor Dad, it was it with Pastor Monty. Sorry, Truth Time with Pastor Monty. It was determined that cats are evil because it's true, according to the polls. Although there was a uh, there was an agreement with the Vatican on that. So <laughs> so check out check out our Facebook. If you haven't seen, we got a new logo designed by yours truly, Josh McGarry over here. That's um, true. So we got some new branding, some rebranding going on. So our Facebook page is pretty active right now. Um, we'll work on getting the other things pretty uh, more active. But So there's that. If you have something that you're personally interested in or and want to hear or discuss, log in, tune in to every episode every other Saturday. So two weeks from tonight. What's up? Cross X. Yeah, yeah, getting there, getting there. Um, So reach out to us on those platforms. If you're interested in exploring your faith or completely new to Christ and or the Bible, you can check out the help tab on vigilance.blog. And with that, like Josh just mentioned, um, the last Sunday of this month will be the third, fourth, fourth cross-examination discussion panel. The topic being heaven and hell. So you can look forward to that. If you have questions on heaven and hell, you can um, post them using the hashtag cross X, letter X. Um, so yeah, it's going to be, it should be, I would say, a pretty fun discussion. We're looking at a three-denomination panel. A three-denomination panel. Yep. So there you go. Um, look forward to that on the fourth Sunday this month, which is, what did you say, Jasmine? The 29th. The 29th of April. So um yeah, and obviously tomorrow's Easter, so I would encourage you guys to do right by that time. Yeah. You know, take take the time that you have and can give, I guess is a, a nice way of putting that. Um, and we look forward to next podcast, number 11, in two weeks. Two weeks, and 8 s- o'clock, Saturday. 8 o'clock, and we've got that down. That's our time. That's our time. Saturdays, well, every, every other, other Saturday... Saturday Eight o'clock. Boom. Facebook Live. Boom, yes. boom. And so with that, later. The views presented in this program are not meant to express the specific views of the Lafayette Bible Fellowship. You are listening to the Vigilance Radio Network. Mm-hmm.